Before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a masterclass I am hosting very, very soon. In this step-by-step masterclass, I will be sharing the three proven steps for creating an easy-to-use marketing plan that attracts a flood of clients to your creative business. Even if you have a small budget or a small following, this masterclass will help you to build a marketing plan that attracts your dream clients. All you need to do is head on over to mymarketingplaybook.com forward slash masterclass to sign up for free. Now let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are talking all things creativity and cutting through the noise with JRJ and Luke Hastings, of Avenir Creative House. I am so excited about this conversation because these two are incredible at what they do. They run an advertising agency and they know how to create campaigns that get people's attention. So I wanted to have them come on the show and talk to us about how we can be more creative, even as small business owners, even with a little budget, just actually how we can cut through the noise online using creativity. And I just wanted to share a little bit about Luke and Jay. Now, Jay has gained notoriety for his creative work over the last decade. He is known for his bold and edgy campaigns such as Cross Equals Love and No Other Name, along with art direction and design for over 50 albums. He seriously knows how to create something that captures people's attention. And he has also partnered up with Luke Hastings, one of his business besties. And Luke is a digital marketing and management specialist. He has a wealth of experience in global marketing campaigns and ideating strategic advertising solutions. These guys started their business in Sydney, Australia, and you're going to hear more about that story as well. But to give you some context, Avenir have been the creative brains behind campaigns with Thank You Products, The Wiggles. Some of their campaigns have been in Times Square. Like they know how to cut through the noise and get people's attention. So if you want to be more creative in your business, if you want to be more creative in your marketing, in your brand, and really in how you're presenting your business online, then you are going to love this conversation and you're going to find it super inspiring. So let's dive in to my conversation with Jay and Luke from Avenir Creative House. Well, thank you so much, Jay and Luke, for joining us today on the podcast. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. We're going to talk about Avenir Creative House, and really we're going to delve into creativity, business, marketing, and how you guys have started your business, because I know that there's a really cool story and you guys are such a dynamic duo. So tell us about Avenir Creative House. What do you guys do and how did you start? Well... It was a evening drink at the pub where it we was. um 
where we both, <laughs> yeah, I think um, me and Luke have been friends for a long time um, and his brother, the three of us have been really good friends and yeah. uh, we both just started discussing the future. Um, my wife is American, so is Luke's and I think in that space, one afternoon we were just dreaming about what the future could hold in the next few years and um, yeah, I think somehow after a few beers we landed on starting our own advertising agency and creative agency and um the way my wife says it is like she like both our wives arrived at the pub after for dinner and we told them we're moving to america this is what we're doing and they thought oh that's so funny but then the next day at the pub we went down and we like wrote ourselves a contract and to each other and then yeah we got started and so yeah, we're a year in now and it's been amazing. What would you say, Luke? That is so good. Yeah, it's actually the best story because I think I remember my version of it, but Jay's wife, Brooklyn, tells an amazing story of like that second day where he was just walked out the door without giving context to where he was going. And she's like, Jay, where are you going? And he's like, oh, look, and I have our first business meeting. And that was kind of it. It was like <laughs> to a lot of people just this could have been this crazy idea. And to us, it was never, there was never like really a doubt. It was always, I think for me anyway, from day one, it was like, oh, this is exactly what we were supposed to like go and do. And so there was never like a second thought. And so from there, we kind of went, got a thought of a name the second day. Jamie had a logo, obviously. And then, yeah, it's been the, the best year, I'd say. And so exciting. What's in front? And so you guys launched, when did you launch? Did you launch in the beginning of COVID? Well, I think that's the thing that might be a bit unique about our business is we kind of a big believer in like that slow build kind of model where I think typically these days, a lot of people want to announce from the rooftop before they have the the, the merits or the weight to hold it up. So yeah. we actually haven't officially announced it, to be honest. Like, I mean, we've hinted towards it on our social media but it's not like we've really had a launch party or like I've written this big blog and put it out this is what we're doing we've just kept walking forward in it and I think people are starting to catch wind of it which is great obviously for business but um yeah the thought is is in the next couple of weeks to start to really make more clear announcements about it but um yeah there's something I think really strong about willing to do small steps in the shadows and build naturally and then kind of start to announce yourself rather than having to feel like, yeah, you need to tell the world and be influential straight away. I like that slow build personally. I don't know about what Luke thinks, but for me, that's how I feel. Yeah, the same. It's actually, it's been such like a natural, like really cool journey over the last year and that we've never really, like we're very fortunate in it, but we've never like, push to try and get work it's kind of things will come in and especially through Jay and through his network and you know being known globally as a creative like people just request things and so it was kind of us like I guess we kind of built a structure around that of how we could manage some of the the different things and then it kind of just built from there like different things would pop up and then like we got to build a team around us which is amazing but yeah I love the I guess to this point the anonymity of it of people after the fact like talking about work and having no idea that you were a part of it it's um yeah it's, it's a really unique thing but I think we're not at that stage where I think we have the resource as well to kind of push ourselves a bit further and and see like what other industries we could hopefully work in 
it's like the ultimate it, for me it's like the ultimate prank it's like you don't know actually know <laughs> me you don't actually know what i do and i like i like mystery and i think mystery is actually a really i don't know it's like a virtue that's kind of lost in this day and age and to have mystery in in your business i think it's really attractive when people can't really put a finger on what's happening who's a part of it but they can see success i think is a really cool thing yeah so cool and so i i kind of want to get a bit of a picture of like so the types of people you work with it's quite a mixed bag right at this mm-hmm. point is it kind of that you starting out you're like we'll just work with anyone who wants to do something awesome and creative and make an awesome campaign or do you have kind of a niche that you have defined um I think, yeah, I think for me personally, that's a really good question. I think for me personally, um, it's not about, I don't think, I mean, obviously when you're in a business, you want to make money, like, but I don't think that's been a primary thing that we're like, we need to make as much money as we can. I think we both really believe in the power of creativity and I think um, we're really passionate about helping things improve and grow and um so i think yeah it's i think we've learned over the last year the kind of people that want to work with us and i think it's people that want to be a bit edgier um i think people that want to kind of have a bold slash emotional feel to what they do so i would say that yeah i think we're learning who we want to work with we have vision for where we want to be but we're actually doing everything. We're in so many industries, which is really by the grace of God. Like we're, we're doing music in the music industry. We're in the pharmaceutical industry, um, huge in the nonprofit section, which is kind of a given, I guess, coming out of uh, a nonprofit environment. But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of commercial space as well. We're doing gin, gin companies and um, coffee companies, TV, rugby TV shows, um, we were working for the Wiggles for a while there. And so it's just, yeah, it's it's really, um, I guess creativity is universal. You know, everyone kind of needs some sort of creativity to help their business at some point. And um, hopefully where that gap. Yeah, that's so cool. And that actually leads me into my next question because your whole mission at Avenir Creative House is to devise unconventional creative and strategic ideas that demand the world's attention, which I love. And actually my tagline for my business for like my consulting business is marketing that cuts through the noise. And so I think there's this thing about marketing that needs to, it's not enough to just show up and be present. It's actually more important that we cut through and that we, that we actually hold, we gain people's attention and we hold their attention online. So my question for you is, is why do you think it's so important for small business owners, particularly, to invest the time and money into building creative campaigns for their marketing? You go, Lick. <laughs> um, it's an interesting <laughs> one because obviously Jay and I just confessed to the fact that we've never marketed ourselves. So, But it is important. Um, I think initially, like one thing that we noticed early because we didn't have a website or anything, people would want to know what we do and know more about us and that was always like our first like introductory meetings and so kind of building like that edgy kind of website that really clearly states like who we are and what we do so that 
immediately there's kind of trust built with like a prospective client or someone that that wants to see the kind of work we've done and yeah i think in terms of like for us like being unconventional i think there's a lot of there's something really cool i think for us about someone will never meet seeing one of our campaigns and just being in like this state of awe like that's the kind of the space we're trying to work in and um i think there's no limit to to marketing like outside of that box um and to try and do something new like it's it's always worthwhile taking a risk because i think in especially in this industry like there's so many people kind of will just spin the wheel and just keep doing the same thing over and over again and so it's worth i think just trying that like we just published a book for someone um and that kind of like publishing industry is so i guess it's almost archaic and that there's a a pattern and a process that's there and it's existed and it's worked for everyone except for the millions of people that want to just release their book but can't get like the funding for it and so we kind of thought well how can we kind of flip that industry on its head and there's things that you can do really easily for i guess not too much expense just to make people think oh that's that's different and like if it's done well like creativity can really cut through and break down those barriers i think and create opportunity for people so yeah i think back to your question there's it is so important i guess that what you do kind of stands to the who you are and the company you're trying to build and just speaks to your values and what you're trying to do so that when people see it they kind of it makes them question and then like look at your website or look at your company further and i would say um creativity it's like it's almost like the sixth dimension it's it's the space where you can kind of connect outside of logic. Um, I think it's a yeah. really kind of it, it's the connection of the heart, and I think it's it's a really powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And I think if a business isn't trying to connect with their audience on an emotional level, you're actually missing a dimension. Um, I think you know you can have the right words, the things look smart and you have a good vision but if you don't know how to connect your vision to the heart of a human i think it's hard to connect an audience at a deeper level and i think that's the power of creativity is you can really build deep connections with people that i think is yeah it's it's almost it might sound like this weird spiritual language but it it really it, it connects at the, at the strings of the heart. And I think that space is a beautiful space to um, connect with your audience or, or your businesses you work with to have them lean into you emotionally is pretty beautiful. That's so, so true. And I think as well, like people don't buy, people buy for emotional reasons. They don't buy because of facts or because, you know, Oh, like, this is, this is what I need to be doing. Like, it's actually like people buy because of how they feel. And so that's why when I see people and and small businesses in particular with their websites and their branding, when they haven't done the work to really develop it and to really communicate both visually and verbally in a way that makes someone feel something, even if it's like, you're a financial advisor. You don't have to be this like mystical no. artist to, to do this. You can be, you can have the most boring profession in the world, but if you communicate in a way that moves people and that's in the visuals, that's in the colors, it's in the fonts that you use, it's in the language that you use, it, 
it actually moves people to take action. So it's not even just like, I don't think it's this thing of, oh, it's kind of nice to be creative, but not necessary. I think it's entirely necessary because that's actually what moves people to take action and to buy the things that you're really wanting to promote and to, to really take the next step with you as a business. And what I love about you guys is that you, you don't do anything conventional. And I love that you kind of go, oh, well, how could we apply something from a completely different industry, a style that, that you see on album art? How could we apply that to a book or how could we apply that to a pharmaceutical company or whatever? Like there's, there's parallels to be drawn from different industries. And I kind of love that you guys work across so many different spaces. I think that's really, really cool. <laughs> If I can give you one example, and it's it might be like so left field, but it's it's <laughs> it's truthful. Like, um, you know, I was in China years ago, and I was in this random market, looking around the market, and um, stumbled into this little art gallery, and I'm looking at this art, and I'm just thinking, whoa, this art's stunning, it's crazy, and little did I know, I was staring at like the propaganda that literally was used to change the whole nation into a communist nation. So very dark example. However, um, it made me really research around that season of communism and what it looked like. And basically it was a glorified marketing campaign. You know, they made um, these beautiful posters, but kind of showing this vision of this new life. Um, a lot of the farmers, like something like 80% of the country were couldn't even um, write or read. So they'd use visuals. And um, basically this glorified marketing campaign convinced the nation to vote in the communist party and it became the China it is today. And I think that is an example of like creativity maybe gone bad, but it also shows the power that if people can create a campaign that is just um, so infused with this idea and this vision that connects at the heart, even though they might've been, I don't know which way you want to look at it, maybe misinformed, but, um, but the power of that marketing played on the whole nation that, made the decision of where the country is today. And I, I, I always think of that idea when I'm creating and making ideas because there is such a power to creativity. It really can transform. Wow. Yeah. It's, it reminds me a lot of that Kevin 07 campaign. Do you guys remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Luke probably doesn't know what that is. I have no, I have no idea. That was hands down. No, it doesn't remind me of that. Okay, it's honestly the only pr prime minister election campaign I can remember because purely because it rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not the same, not the same, not saying that that's anything to do with the Communist Party, but anyway, good campaign nonetheless. <laughs> so one thing you guys really say is that nothing changes the world faster than creativity. Mm. So what would be your tip your tips for someone who at the moment, you know, a lot of Australia is in lockdown. You guys are in Sydney and you're in lockdown and it's, you know, you guys, how long have you been in lockdown for now? I think it's 11 weeks now. This is the 11th week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So how, how do you guys say, stay creatively inspired? And, and what would you say to someone who is feeling a bit drained right now mm. creatively? Uh, well, I think, um, I think, it's interesting, you know, I've had questions like this before. I think it, it is a very personal space, um, the way that you feel yourself creatively, the way that process works. But I can definitely tell you how it works for me. I'm 
I'm a really big believer in like um, balance, uh, like especially one of the things coming out of a really busy organization to starting our business that we wanted to be successful is I really wanted balance. Um, I think if you are completely drained physically and mentally from working so hard and you're not giving yourself space, you, you're not going to be able to bring a lot to the table. So in that space of rest and balance, I think is really crucial um, I would say also routine. Routine's actually a beautiful gift. I know that for some creatives, they like to think this elusive idea of like, I work through the night and I don't know the time, but I actually think that sucks for creativity personally. I, I think deadlines are a gift um, when you just have like, yeah. oh, when you can get it to you, it doesn't, it doesn't set up your team for a win. It doesn't set you up for a win when everything's just open. So I think real like structure around this beautiful space of creativity, the routine, the deadlines, um, and then rest outside of that is really a, um, a, a winning goal for me. And then, so yeah, in rest, like everyone has their own form of rest. For me, I love to go for a run. I love to swim in the ocean. I love to be in nature. So that's my rest. And I feel like you know, sometimes I get to a Friday and I'm so spent. Give me a Saturday at the beach and I'm like already ideating again because I've rested my, my mind. So, yeah, probably that is what I would say. Yeah, I would say on that as well, like the, I guess, the, the beauty that we find, Jay and I, and I think this was through us working together before we launched Avenir, was that we kind of have different strengths that are opposite that really complement each other. But um, for Jay like the campaigns that we work on um, and for like all of the creatives that I know, like you have to dig really, really deep for some things to kind of get those unconventional ideas that the client's really just going to love. And so it's, I think for us, like it's always been about creating that space so that um, like Jay and our designers can kind of go there and not have to worry about all the other parts of the business. So that's been really, I think, cool for us to kind of build over the last year of, like I love that business side of it and it can just take care of itself. And we have project managers to do that to kind of free, which I think is unusual early in a startup, I guess. Of, I mean, obviously there's been like a lot of like hands on deck late nights and Jay carrying heaps of stuff, but just to, it's important. I think when you work in creativity to just create that space for creatives to go and actually excel. Um, and so that's like something really important, I think to us in our business as we, as we grow our, our team of, of designers and everything. Yeah, that makes so, so much sense. And I think particularly in lockdown, it, it is, you have to be so intentional about getting outside, going for a swim. I've been going, <laughs> I've been going in the mornings and it has been freezing. It's like ice cold and too much, too much for me. But it's like, I can tell when I'm, if I have to sit down and, and I'm like, cause I love writing and usually like writing content for me is like, great, I'm in the zone. I, I kind of, I can kind of just punch it all out and, and I feel good. But I've found in lockdown, it's been this thing of, oh, like, I don't know, like I might just watch Netflix or I might just chill out or, you know, I, I don't feel like doing anything or going out for a walk or any of those things that actually end up helping with the creativity kind of slump thing. So anyone listening who's in lockdown right now and is like, what the heck? I don't, I can't think of anything to say, even if it's si as simple as a social post and you're like, I can't think of anything to say. I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, I, I've got no creative ideas. 
there's something about getting outside that just helps, even when you don't feel like it. <laughs> it does. It does help. And to be honest, you never want to like diet or fast or something in the middle of a lockdown because we all need a glass of wine, let's be real. But at the same time, like it's crazy <laughs> yes. if you just like do random things like that. Like this week, I'm not going to go on social media or next week, I'm not going to do wine. It's funny how it really shakes your system up or discipline. I like the other week I was feeling a bit fatigued. I'm like, I'm going to watch sunrise every morning. And so I got up early, watched the sunrise every morning. And it's funny when you shake things up, it kind of gets you out of that like um, lazy zone because it's so easy to fall into in lockdown. I think mixing it up, keeping yourself surprised really is good for the soul. So good for the soul. So Luke, I have a question for you because, you know, knowing you and Jay, I, I love how you guys work together. And I think a lot of the time, people starting businesses are quite creative. It kind of comes with the entrepreneurial thing. Um, But what I love about how you guys work together is you really seem to know each other's strengths. Like you, you really have defined roles within the business. And of course you're both super creative and, and really strategic, but talk to me about how, how you kind of work in, with the creativity and make sure that things get executed because I know for a lot of creatives listening, execution can feel like, wait, what, why do we need to execute? I'm just here for the ideas, you know? So how do you navigate that? How do you make sure, like, what would you say to someone who struggles with execution? Yeah, cool. That's a good question. There's a few things that kind of come to mind. I think it's so important to, really define I think once you've kind of ideated the campaign or what it's going to be to really define what it is that you're creating towards and so if it's like a social media campaign like all of those different deliverables and how it's going to get used because it can really like feed into where you kind of like where a designer say focuses their attention and then we are lucky we've got really good like account managers that are so strategic and know social media and those kind of platforms inside out so they kind of know exactly what how creative is going to kind of marry into different platforms and mediums and kind of go towards that. I guess that's more on like a management side of like hitting all the spots for the client for if you're an actual creative and struggling then with execution, I think, um, I think one thing that's so important in creativity is collaboration and actually having people around you that, that you trust to, one be inspired from and to push you but also to ask the questions for feedback and like that's kind of the the system we have in that you know most of our designers could pitch an idea and it's probably 98 percent there and it's just i think through them and jay or other people in the team kind of just having that session together to to just i guess finesse it to kind of get it to that um that 100 mark and so i guess that's more on the ideating side but yeah i think that's Good, having a good brief, good deliverables and trusting the people around you, I'd say. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Jay? Yeah, I, I think trusting people is huge. Like it's it's a, a key value in our business for sure is to give people a chance, give people a go. I think it's so rewarding as well, like, you know, to build a business that is killing it creatively but bringing people on the journey is really cool in that way to trust people. So when you guys, when you were at Hillsong, how many people were, how big was your team? Because I know for me, like as a someone who is 
a creative, it is really hard to trust people with the idea and how you see it. And then it is hard to kind of go, oh, okay, you see that a bit differently, but that's cool. Like that trust process can be, I feel like that's something that for a lot of people is a learned thing. It doesn't necessarily come naturally. How how did that play out for you working at such a big organization? Yeah, I think um I think that is the gift of experience. Um, you know, so like yeah. being a part of that for over a decade, um I went from, you know, just a person in team to a global executive in that space of um communication marketing. The team was excessively large, so we'd have a headquarters but we have global teams as well. And I think, you know, you have two choices in that space as you grow into management. You can keep restricted and potentially burn out or or restrict your ability to be promoted or you learn to trust. And so I think with that, um, I think I, I guess maybe it's a humility. I think I do struggle with a little bit of imposter syndrome, but generally speaking, I, I, I can sense when something's good so I try to I try to use that as my compass, but I also allow other people to speak into it, and I I I never think I'm greater than a, another person's opinion. So sometimes if I'm not really vibing it, but my team's like likes it and they've really liked it, I will ask additional people in the team because I I I don't want to micromanage and shut someone down just because. I personally am not sure about it. So there's been a number of times where I've had to learn that. And to be honest, it's really hard. It's really hard when you go from a place of, you know, a self-starter, sole trader, and or, or you're just this, a contractor to have everything in your hands and have complete control to then start to let go. Like it, I felt like I was literally had to tie the hands behind my back. Like, because there's times I'm like, <laughs> oh, I just, I know I can, what I can do to fix this. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it takes time and experience and it's like anything, you know, like when you start working out a certain part of your muscles, it it's hurts the first time you do it, it's flogged, but you keep doing it for months and you start to get stronger. And so I think it is something you can exercise in, in management leadership is trust. And I think the love sandwich model is the best thing you can ever do is a love <laughs> sandwich is where you you know, if, if something goes wrong, you tell them what's great about them, critique the problem and then encourage them again. Like, you know, the two, two slices of love is the bread and the, the critique is the, I don't know, the cheese inside. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just think, I think it's, it's really beneficial. And the more that you allow them to fail and learn from their mistakes, they're going to grow and then you have a stronger team and then you are not as burnt out. So it's brilliant in the in the long run, but it is it is a hard thing. But if if you really get disciplined and and trust, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to and it's beautiful when you like don't even realize and you're down the road and some designer or creative is like, you gave me an opportunity and now I'm doing this and you're like, well, I didn't even know. I just I, I just was trying to trust you, you know. Like so, it's cool. That's so. So like inspiring, but also challenging, isn't it? It's hard to it's hard. kind of, it's hard to take your hands off, but it's so, you're so right. Like the, the idea of balance and actually, you know, still being a normal human and having weekends, 
it's, it's this it's, thing of it's swallowing pride and ego as well because i yeah. think as well when you're in that creative space you know there there is and you do get a level of notoriety and so you you have to swallow that pride and ego and go actually like i'm not the greatest person in the world you know other people can have better ideas <laughs> than me and it's it's a hard it's a hard thing like you can really question yourself in that space when you do it but i think yeah as time tells i think you actually end up being a more statesman in the creative world when you give people a chance yeah that's so 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 true and i just had a couple more questions for you guys around how you we talked about like how you stay inspired you know in lockdown and and really making sure that you're going outside and jumping in the water kind of thing but i want to talk to you about just the how you stay inspired and how you source inspiration for design and campaign ideas or marketing ideas Mm -hmm. because you've you guys have created some incredible campaigns in your time so what do you think firstly I want to ask what do you think is the secret to a viral marketing or advertising campaign what do you is there like a secret source that you found um from my perspective I think timing is everything it's it's always about timing like the things that we've worked on that have had real viability, it's about right time, right place. And I think you can sometimes plan for that, but sometimes you you don't necessarily plan for it, but you notice something happening. So then you like stoke that fire. Does that make sense? Like you, you see this taking off and you, you build upon it. So I think like, yeah, if I think about some of the campaigns I've been part of, some of them weren't meant to be like this, 10 year campaign that just kept life year after year but really it was all because the momentum it naturally had um it it made sense to build upon it rather than just to um throw it away but yeah i think it's really sometimes by chance and um i think you throw your best at it all the time and some of it sticks really what would you say luke i was actually going to say the exact same thing i think you can you can plan a whole like six month strategy across multiple platforms, but the key is just that ability to pivot at any second, because, you know, for something to go viral, it means that someone has to, they have to like relate to it and then want to share it so that then someone else sees it. And the best way to get someone to share something or show someone else is because like, let's say it's something that says something or articulates something in a way that, they were thinking but didn't know how to say or it evokes a response that they didn't know like needed to be evoked and just I guess draws people in different ways and moves them in different ways and so it can be like reacting to stuff on the news like different trends but it's always having like always being planned but then that ability to just pivot I think at any moment and just seeing if it sticks because I guess it's there's nothing you can really lose from it either and on that as well, the intentional part to it, though, is just willing not to make things that, if I can say them bluntly, shit, like don't make shit stuff. <laughs> because the reality is, is a lot of the stuff that has gotten momentum, it's because we push and push and push and push to make mm-hmm. sure it's the best that it can be. And, you know, sometimes yeah. you make it the best it possibly can be. And it just, you know, it gets a bit of momentum. It doesn't go viral. But when you are willing to like, and I think that comes to like that place of empathy where you know the audience and you go, how 
how does this make me feel? Does this do, do I, when I watch, let's say it's a video, this trailer, if I watch this trailer, do I feel something? Do I, do I feel encouraged? Do I feel inspired? Do I feel emotional? Like, I think that refinement when you're creating something to make sure that it, it's not just throwaway, like it, it's weighted is where you start to make something that is, I guess, has value. And then when something has value and it, then it connects to an audience response, um, that's where you really see gold. But end of the day, that sometimes comes to right time, right place, you know, as long as, yeah. as, as no matter how hard you've worked on it. Yeah, I would add to that as well. But I think one thing that Jay and I, that we learned very fast when we were working together is there's real power in when you align like that strategic thinking with out of the box creativity and if you don't look at your audience and like analyze the data that like Instagram's giving you or on like the different metrics that are performing well and not performing well then you actually don't know what your audience wants to see or what they're going to respond to and so the minute you can kind of really dig into that and work that out and so know true. creating from a place of one it's beautiful creativity but you know that someone's actually going to react to it then you can kind of start to create I guess there's pieces that have that virability or that people will share because you know what they want, I guess, before they've seen it. And so there's a lot of, I guess, digging on both sides to try and to make that happen and then finding that sweet spot. So there's, I guess, there's no like one, there's no quick fix to it. It's, there is a bit of, I guess, trialing through it and analyzing and then kind of just reacting each time. Yeah, that's so, so good. And I like the, that there's right place, right time. There's kind of this kind of magic to it, I guess. But then there is also strategy and planning and iterating and going, okay, this worked, but we could change this, this, and this. Or mm. people really responded randomly really well to this particular social post I did. And so I'm going to do more like that. Or, or going, okay, that particular content piece went well so let's repurpose it into a bunch of different ways so it's it's responding to what performs well and like yeah not just kind of having you know I think sometimes we can I think the nice expression nice version of this expression is like read our own news um <laughs> I think there's a more mm -hmm. um explicit version but pretty much we, we can get in our own like, oh, what I did was really good and that post went really well or that email blast went really well or my Facebook ads, look at all those clicks. And it can kind of be like, actually, no, we need to look at the real actual data of what's performing well and then make objective, really pull objective things from that from that data That's mm. so that we can refine and, and reiterate from there. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been so good to chat with you about how to really harness your creativity in your business. And and I've just loved getting to know more about your business journey. It's so wonderful. Where can people follow you and reach out to you if they want to connect a bit more? Yeah, um, you can check out our website, avenir.house. Yeah, or um, our Instagram. And yeah, we would love to chat to you. It would be great. I will link all of those. I'll link to your website and your Instagram in the show notes. So if you want to connect more with Jay and Luke, head on over to the show notes and you'll find all the links to all of the places you need to go. But thank you so much, Jay. And thank you so much, Luke, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
Thank you. Love that.